What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, Jonas Clark, producing Mr. Sam, spinning the one and twos. 1-800-707-9760 is your number to participate. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs, whether auto, life, home, or renters. And he can find the cheapest rate out there for you. That is because he represents over 40 different carriers. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. That's Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the sports crime. 1-800-707-9760 if you know what you want to talk about. Um, it's open phone lines as usual. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, you can parlay that take over today. And anything that we're discussing on the docket today that you want to weigh in and give your opinion on, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks, during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, don't forget, if you need to follow me on Twitter, it's at SportsGrind. And if you need to follow Harge, it's at HardballHarge as well. Also, don't forget, we're streaming live. Now, if you go to the Sports Grind Entertainment Facebook page, you can stream the show there, and you can interact and leave comments on Facebook page, and we'll read them accordingly if they fit. All right? And don't forget to go to the website at sportsgrindonline.com where you can check the daily podcast every day as well, too. What's up, Harge? What is happening? What is happening? All right, it's hump day, man. It's Wednesday. It's hump day to get ready to go. I see the locks to the on you, though. Jada yeah, Kiss. You feeling Jada Kiss yeah, today? Yeah, man. Locks. Like I yeah. said, ready to, for ready for war. That's what the locks. That's what they're about, man. So, yeah, yeah I'll see you. Yeah, I'll see you. Yeah. What's up, Jonas? Uh, ready yeah, to rock yeah. and roll? <laughs> All right, man. Mr. Sams? What's up, fellas? How we doing? All right, man. It's Wednesday, so let's see what we got. We had some meat on the bone yesterday, hard stuff that we didn't get to. Uh, that we'll kind of parlay. I definitely want to talk about the uh, pump the brakes on the whole Josh Allen and Patrick thing. You know, hearing a lot of comparisons. Oh, you know, this is Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. Like, relax, man. Stop it. Like, I mean, are we, is it one of those situations to where they're the best? Like, there must, if we're going to get what we've gotten pretty much the last few times, especially Sunday night, yeah, are they the must probably duo going at it where we've gotten the game right now, robbery brewing? Yes. But to sit there and say that right now this is Peyton Manning versus Brady, first of all, like I said, by the time, you know, when Peyton was trying to get over that hump with New England, keep in mind, he was going in, he was going at the GOATs of what we consider maybe of all time and especially in this generation and a head coach and a quarterback. And at that time, we knew for sure, like, hey, man, that's the team that really is only holding them back. There was times that the Colts were going 14-2, and two, running the South, and he just couldn't get over that hump. By the time that brewed up and the NFL really adopted that, and they adopted and they started force-feeding into that matchup every week in the regular season. And what they do, they schedule it down in week 15, week 16, 14, give them time to get laddered up so it has playoff implications. By the time that the, the league accepted that, Brady had like three rings already, three or four rings. And Peyton was still stuck there at zero before he got off the hump. Relax on that, man. I, I'm not going to go to that yet. We I, There's got to be more from both of these guys, and especially Josh Allen. I get it before I say, well, that was because Peyton was putting up numbers too at that time. He was dominating the division, but he couldn't get over that. So that's my thing. The whole media, guy sitting to my left here, and Jonas Clark, his generation, hey, man, this is what it is. It's Peyton Manning. 
and Tom Brady about it. No, it's not yet. Can we be going that way? Yeah. But Josh has lost to the to the Texans. So you would much rather hear trending, right? You would much rather hear trending in that direction right. instead of saying that's where we're at. Right. Okay. Ex- exactly. Because I think I think that these two guys are what we would consider now the future of the league, right? This is the right. face. We need new faces because Tom Brady's getting older. We yeah. have uh Aaron Rodgers. Mm. thinking about moving on, mm. you know. So now we're trying to find those generational-type players that are going to be here for a while. Obviously, Pat Mahomes has – oh, excuse me. His mama want to call him Patrick. We got to call him Patrick. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is in them streets and doing the things that he's doing, like we talked about yesterday. Think about it. We did not think he was going to be hosting a AFC championship game again. And here we are. He's back hosting it again. All I'm saying is can and, we let and it? And now he's getting this opportunity. Yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you, but we got to have some suspense. The NFL is the greatest thing on earth. Yeah, it like is. People are dialed in, especially after the the craziness that happened in the Hall of Fame ceremony yesterday. Totally and I'm going to save that for the Hard Knocks life, but okay. that is going to be something that I'm going to talk about. Okay. But at the end of the day, you got to look at kind of what's going on. And, you know, yes, we are creatures of the moment. Everybody – Wants to, ooh, ah, ah, instant classic. This is where we are. But I agree with you. Pump the brakes a little bit. Let them get some skins on the wall. Like you said before about get your heart broken a couple times. Yeah, can we at least let it marinate on the the stove a little bit more, soak in all the salt before we put it on the grill? Like, I mean, come on. Like I said, Tom was three rings in deep. Yeah, let it marinate. Yeah, man, come on. But why wait? Everybody, like the sports is a narrative. Right. Every season they're looking for a narrative. They're looking for something to sell tickets. They're looking something for something to to uh, to sell the advertisement as to why you would want to tune in on Sunday night. So so after you get past the Tyson area era, you're looking for the next Tyson. Now now we get into, you know, in the NBA, you're looking for the next Jordan. Because you can't just let it sit on the shelf too long before you start business that setting up the next bill. For the next fight, I don't have a problem. I don't think that that this helps the young fans and the passerby fans. This puts it in a very consumable box that says, if you enjoyed Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady, you're gonna like Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen, and we're setting this up for the next ten years. Okay, you know, look, let me tell you something. When they came out with Hangover, that was what a lot of people that are into that type of comedy considered a classic, a cult classic of all time, The Hangover. What happened? Great, yeah. They asked Rush to make part two, and it was trash. Okay? They rushed to make part two because the box office numbers and everything, like, damn, this movie only costs us this much, and look what it's done. They rushed to put out tra- two, and it was trash. What I'm saying is, is that... There's there's meaning more to that robbery and the thing the story if you want to say the storyline in NFL look the NFL is not starving for different storylines you can have them all over what I'm saying I don't have a problem with say hey man that's the next quarterback that could be Patrick well, we could be a guy that could test Tom Brady in this he's already been for all that I don't have a problem with but to integrate these two and compare them to that robbery where there was more stuff going on with them and there was more it was more build up and more of like whatever we're doing this after two times of seeing these guys go at it in the postseason so I'm just saying. With everything else, we try to rush to have to compare like that's that. I'm just saying pump the brakes because Peyton Manning, there's some people in, in their eyes that Peyton Manning, besides the rings, is still the GOAT. So we're talking about two guys that are up there in the conversation in the last 20 years of being the two best to do it. They're in a they're in a stratosphere of their own, and Brady's up there because of the seven he got. 
and and Manning only has two, but they're in there. Josh and Patrick, I mean, Patrick's on his way. He's going to four straight AFC championship. Josh lost to the Texans his first year. Like, get him, let them go. Let them get going, and let's see this a couple times. Let Josh Allen come back and fire back and send Patrick home in the postseason in December or January for one time. And then let's see this. Let's see the league force this matchup every year on the schedule for four or five years before we rush to say, here it is, we got him. We got another Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. You know, but they didn't even play every year. Huh? Even even Tom Brady. That's that's why it was such a big deal. Was they didn't play every year? They pretty much played every day. When that when at the heat of the peak of that Robert Jonas, they were on the schedule every year, bro. They were they were playing in prime time on Monday, and it was scheduled out. They had a hell of a run where they played. You were most likely could see that game twice a year. One in the regular season, one in the postseason. And, and all but, of the times that they played, it, it, I, I feel like you've you've been sold the idea of it enough. They played 14 times. Okay, there, that's there was, a, out, of, that, out of their that, entire careers. And factoring that's that a lot. Manning, it's once a year, roughly. That, that's that's roughly. A, that's what I'm saying. Like, let us get they schedule. They were not in the same division. They're in the same conference. And normally, if you're in the same division, you don't play somebody that consecutive time. The league was selling a narrative because that was juicy. We're talking about three guys that'll be in Canton and considered the best of what they're doing. Josh Allen and Patrick, let them get going. And not only that, we there's other quarterbacks that are in kind of knocking on that door in regards to the guy in that division and Justin Herbert. I mean, he doesn't have the resume that Patrick does or what they do. He's beat him head up already. He's going to have something to say with that division if they get the right coach and mentality change. So that's all I'm saying, but we can move on. We've got that going on. Also, NBA, uh, got to get that. Your Spurs blow out uh, the H-Town. They get a blowout, I think, by 30. We'll see what Jonas saw about that game. Um, also, NBA, um, the Lakers. We've talked about them on the show hard here for a while. You know, their struggles. Is Vogel going to get fired? And then Brooklyn comes in, another team's going, Lakers beat Brooklyn. And now all of a sudden the narrative has turned to Brooklyn. And look, at they're <laughs> underachieving. And then now that James yeah. Harden is starting to chirp. And I'll tell you this right now. The Kyrie situation is not working out. The, the part-time on and off is not working out. But what do you think about that situation, Harden? I'm 100% in agreement with the James Harden situation. We talked about that at the very beginning. And we, we, we brought to the fact that Kevin Durant was like, oh, it's all right, it's all right, it's cool, it's cool. It's cool when everybody's healthy. It ain't cool when everybody's hurt. When you got people missing games, you can't afford to have a guy that's, uh, I'm only going to play on the road, dog. I'm only going to, I can't. I'm, I mean, I understand. Stay strong with your vaccination rules and do the right. things that you want to do. And we see things are changing. I'm cool with that. But you can't do it here. Yeah. You can't do it here if we're trying to chase a championship. And I don't see I don't see Steve Nash coming out of retirement to play point guard for them so he could play on all the road games. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. This is, I mean the, the home games. So now that we're getting into this the heat of it and James Harden is doing a lot of the heavy lifting and the reason why he went to Brooklyn was so he didn't have to do all the heavy Good lifting, point. play his role and have some fun and just kick it in Brooklyn. Now he's like, man, if I'm going to do this, I might as well have stayed in Houston or I should have went to Philly where the conversation is leading right now where he's talking to Philly. And let's not forget the GM of the, the or the president used to be with him mm. at uh, Houston. So now some things are kind of oh. opening up. You know what I'm saying? There's a competition. I mean, there's a situation where it's like, mm, maybe this Ben Simmons trade 
Ben Simmons can play every week mm. uh, as long as his mental health is in right place. Mm. Not making fun of mental health because right. he's dealing with a serious situation. Right. But I'm just saying, overall, you start looking at how this is playing out, and people are starting to get testy when it comes to we trying to win a championship, and we only seeing this dude on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Okay. Because well, of the way I schedule. My checking and my savings and my savings and my checking. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so this is my deal on this. I feel that, okay, that's fine how you laid out. And I said, hey, the Kyrie thing's working. Well, James, I'm not going to let James off the hook to sit there and say, oh, feel sorry. Oh, James, you know, you came here, you forced your way, you ate your way out of Houston. This is what you do. Because I would look at James like, of course, not James. okay, first of all, wait a minute. Who'd you come down here for? Kevin Durant, a guy that you came in at the league with and played, or did you come down here for Kyrie Irving? Your ass came down here because Kevin Durant. So Kevin's still there. I'm not going to let James look for the first exit and, and out the door and get him off the hook. The bottom line is he went down there to play because of Kevin Durant, not Kyrie. Kyrie was icing on the cake. I think James, I mean, whenever he starts being vocal and, hey, well, you know, everybody here is disappointed. We have the talent here. Our record should be better. He's starting to chirp, but the bottom line is this Kyrie thing. And I hold Sean Marks that comes from this tree down here, Steve Nash, and that organization at fault. They should have never caved and allowed Kyrie to do part-time. Regardless if it was taxing minutes on KD, it was, you know, hey, play more guys then. If it was taxing, you know, just get in the playoffs. You're going to have to toss the seeding. But you should have never – I've hold them at fault because they cracked on Kyrie and it hasn't worked out. They're, they have a, they, they lost to a struggling team in L.A. last night. Anthony Davis' first time back off of injury after being out, his first game back. And now you got problems in Brooklyn. And the thing of it is, man, I mean, if you look at the East, I mean, I, you know how I am about experience, okay? Cincinnati's going to test me on that this Sunday. But the Bulls are a player in this. The Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid is having a hell of a season, and no one's really talking about it. I mean, he's having an MVP type of season. But because of the Ben Simmons thing, it's overshadowed because of Ben Simmons news. But – Philly's a serious player. The Bulls are a serious player. And the defending champs, don't forget about them, who's been sending messages on the cool when they play a Golden State, when they played this, a Brooklyn. They send a beat down, let them know, hey, man, we ain't gone nowhere in Brooklyn. I mean, in, in the Bucks. So to me, they've got to get this straight. Cause, cause, and I'm not letting James pull no shenanigans, man. I'm not trying to sit him and not not in Brooklyn, man. You came down here for KD. Don't try to sell me you came down here to play with Kyrie. What do you got, Jonas? But even if he went there to play with uh, with KD, I think he was more or less, the, the, the Kyrie factor had already happened. Right. So you knew that and on any given night at that time, there was going to, you had the opportunity to play with another star, not just yourself. Even if somebody takes a night off and things like that. But with KD out, and Kyrie, depending on where you're playing at a time, now it's a situation where James Harden was like, look, I was at least supposed to have a partner at, at any on any given night, oh, and you're going to let this guy sit on the sidelines because he doesn't want to get the vaccination that everybody else has had to go through. And so, KD, who are you with, bro? Are you with, are you with Kyrie? Do you want Kyrie here or do you want me here? Because the, the organization is bending over backwards to make this Kyrie thing. And that, that's fine. That sounds good. I'm st- James went down there for KD. And the bottom line is what James was playing with his last year in Houston after they shipped off Chris Paul and they broke that team up 
with KD and who they got as their role players, Blake Griffin, guys over there, that's still better than the situation he left, even if Kyrie is is, is wandered off in no man's land. The bottom line is I'm not hearing James. He The way he left Houston and to eat his way out, he has to get stuck with what's there. I, he can complain. He cannot like it. He can sit there and say, hey, I didn't come from – I came from Durant to win a championship. And we need Kyrie. That's all fine. But don't sit here and start rumbling about trying to say, I got to get out of here. Man, you came here for KD, and it was a better situation even taking Kyrie out than who you had the last year of of, of your time in Houston. So you got that going on in the NBA. Also, uh, like I said, there's some other football news and notes. I got more time to react a little bit to Sean Payton's interview. Uh, the GM, the Minnesota, uh, has hired a GM. This one's a head-scratcher for me considering where he's coming from and who he is. Um, to be, you know, because I know how that went, but we'll talk about that. But when we get back, because I know we're coming up on a break, we still got about a minute. I do want to get into um last night, and I know you said you're going to kind of talk about this hard on your hard knocks, yeah, life, yeah, but yeah. I want to talk. I got, about, I got plenty of. Okay. I got plenty. Well, I want to come plenty. back to uh David Ortiz, okay? Because we talked about him, and we're talking about the steroid situation. Because yesterday, if you missed the show, we talked about this was the last year of eligibility for Bonds, Clemens, and guys like that. And we had brought up, do you know David Ortiz? You know he was numerous, but David gets in on his first try. First ballot. I want to get Arge's reaction on that. And then I want to dive into Roger Clemens' tweet addressing. I'm not buying it, but we'll talk about it when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included, and whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Harbaugh Harge here. Let me tell you about the great folks over at Cover 3. Doug Young and Matt Dotson had a vision of creating a restaurant that you can have the ultimate date night, happy hour with coworkers, or just wanting to hang out with your friends while watching sports. They have great food like the Doug's Reuben, the best-selling Allendale salad, or my go-to, the Jerk Wings. They have chef specials that start on Thursdays and run through Sunday. The brunch is amazing over the weekend. Cover 3 is the place to be. Go to cover-3.com for more details. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Mike Hard, J.K. Hardball Hard, Jonas Clark producer, Mr. Sands, spin the one and twos, 1-800-707-976 is your number. Today's show is being presented by HazelScottOnline.com. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by the LaHood Law Firm. LaHood Law Firm, they have 82 years of combined experience to help you in any type of criminal matter you might find yourself in, whether it's DUI, white-collar crimes, probation violations, they can help. Most importantly, they'll give you a free consultation as well too that is a LaHood law firm official sponsor of the sports crime all right so mr ortiz big poppy uh he gets in on his first time first time up 
Does that surprise you at all, Harge? With kind of what we talked yesterday with, hey, he's been linked to some things, whatever. Did that surprise you? Absolutely, it surprised me. And the reason why it surprised me is because I don't believe he is the – listen, I'm not taking anything away from what Big Poppy has done. He's done a lot for this game. His, his, his emotion, his flair, his personality is great. But what it seems like this has turned into for him was a popularity vote. Did I think do I, do I think huh. he's a Hall of Famer? Yeah. But if you look at this, and let's go back to some of the times where everyone was talking about, I don't believe DHs should be recognized in those situations True. because all he does is go up there and hit. So every everything about this has been a contradiction about everything. When you sit and you look at it, you didn't put Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens in because of PEDs. David Ortiz tested positive in 2003. Huh. Like when they were going on their run, he tested positive for PEDs. Now, we can mask it. We could talk about it. It goes back to what I said yesterday. You can't talk about the baseball game without mentioning these guys' names. Barry Bonds is the only player in Major League history that has 500 home runs and 500 stolen bases. Huh. That's that nobody else is going to that number. Nobody. Right. And then you look at Roger Clemens, he's got seven Cy Youngs. And then I heard a story the other day where it it took some time for Cy Young to get into the Hall of Fame. How? They name an award after this guy. Like what are we doing? It's, it it should not be called the Hall of Fame. I was having lunch with a friend of mine who, who, who's a former minor league baseball player, brother played in the big leagues, was best man at my wedding. He told me, he was like, why do we call it the Hall of Fame when it's considered something by other people? We're, we're depending on sports writers. Ian Happ had the greatest tweet yesterday or today, and he said, why don't we start using the voting for people – that have had 10 years of major league surf service hmm. because they are the guys that played against a lot of these people. They are the eyes and the ears of everything. They were in the clubhouses with these people where everyone is talking True. about, Oh, he's cheated the game. He cheated the game. There's a lot of people in there. And I go back to my point of what I told you yesterday. Who's to say that that guy, the number 10 pitcher or the utility guy that's sitting on the bench waiting for his opportunity. Who's to say that that guy didn't do steroids, but he's not up for the Hall of Fame voting. So let's not make a big deal about it. Right. Like I, I, we can't. It was part of the era in this holier than thou situation. It just drives me nuts because hmm. you can't talk about Major League Baseball and you go say, man, who has the most hits in Major League Baseball? Pete Rose. He had 200 hits for 20 years. Mm. Think about that, man. It's yeah. ridiculous that we are still sitting here. 200 hits per season. You know how hard – we talk about it all the time. You know how hard it is to hit a baseball and get imagine. that many hits? Yeah. To be <laughs> – I mean, with the sliders and the curveballs and the change-ups and the scuffing of the baseball and the injuries and – there's just so much in the right. shifts and the way you're supposed to be played. And this dude did it. And he's the major league hits leader. And he can't get into Cooperstown. We got rapists. We got racists. We've yeah. got 
drug users. We got bootleggers. We got all <laughs> these people in the Hall of Fame, but don't nobody care. Right. All they care about, oh, PEDs. They, like you said yesterday, Cal, oh, they just love the Holy Grail, and this is, yeah. they don't want anybody messing with those numbers. It's like, you're, you're, I'm tired. I'm tired right. of fighting the fight where I was in those locker rooms. I, there was an opportunity for me to do that. There was right. an opportunity for me to do PDs. I didn't do it. That was my fault. Because, hmm. I, like I said yesterday, probably would have played in the major leagues for a very long time because I was talented. I was good. Yeah. I wasn't great, but I was good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the and one, I could have stuck. You know, there's so many things, bro. Hmm. The one thing you brought up. But in, I got in my in integrity. Tape. I got my integrity, though. You know? Well, see, I'm that's a, but hard. You know what? That's the, <laughs> but right. You know what? But that's the thing that I think that is hard for the fans to gasp when, when like in that era, even post the era when it was the cat was out of the bag. You know, Jose Canseco, we laughed at him when he pulled it back, and he ended up being right for the most part. But when we really got in the height of this, when the fans said, oh, damn, that's what's going on, and then we started shaming and doing all this, I think it's hard for the fans to grasp that there were still guys, some that don't come to my name, but besides Alex Rodriguez, I know we talked, but there was other guys that still took that chance and got popped, but it's like, oh, well, like this is this is what it takes to get that big contract, that I'm going to get that $100 million, right. $200 million. And if it means right. not going right. into all of it, whatever, like, oh, well. Especially, and like I said, not to stereotype or put people, but especially when you've got people that are sacrificing their lives, coming over, leaving their countries, and whatever, to come over here. On boats. On boats to yes. play. You think that those guys really going to sit there and say, well, man, you know. No, man, they've sacrificed. Like, they're playing. That's life and literally life and death for them. That they might not even see their family. You think they care about, like, well, if I don't take this deal, if they see everything's going around and they're trying to get adapted to this culture, they think this is what's going on. Yeah, so to me, I think that's really what's hard for the riders. Let's keep it with the riders. That's what's really hard for the riders to grasp. Like, how could these guys? But if you don't put everything in the facts, say, well, they wasn't tested for it, that's that. I think, you know, to me, the David, you said one thing in that take right there that I don't know if it's out there to catch a steam, but, but that is crazy not to think about that because, again, I forgot the fact that, okay, we've got this. We let guys go to the eligibility. We know who's not going to get buried. But this is a guy that failed. A drug test. He's yeah. been on Fox. Yeah. He's been in. He's been an analyst now for some years. You know, he became. He, he got shot. We, we. It was a scare for the baseball community. Almost you know, assassination was taken on his life back in his hometown, and all that. But this guy got in on his first ballot, but he failed a PED test. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even. I, I, that's right. that's crazy. That's crazy. That's. I guess. Yeah. That would be. And surprising that's the thing. That's the hypocritical part. That's why I say. My boy said it today. He was like. It's a popularity contest. Poppy is a great person. This is my city. When they Boston bomber, you know what I'm saying? This is my every city, man. And you sit there and you go, okay, Poppy's the dude. He's that guy. But he was part of that whole era when Boston changed, yeah. where they won the World Series after all those years. And he's a likable guy. That's the other thing. Barry and Roger aren't likable That's because true. that was their, they old school. They old school. Right. But Big Poppy, you know, out of flair, dropping the bat, doing his thing. That's true. He wanted to be the guy. And that's what it ended up being. And again, I am so happy for him. I appreciate that. 
But first ballot, I don't know. I heard Tom Verducci yesterday talk about, well, so I didn't vote for one guy one time because he didn't deserve to be in on his first ballot. Or, you know, that's just the way people do it. Now, obviously not. Hmm. Obviously not. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The hypocritical part of the writers, that is the thing that bothers me. I it's like you. you are sitting here giving every reason for you not to put somebody in. But then you vote a guy in that has the same things, except he has a better personality and he's doing this. Well, A-Rod got a good personality, but he only got 34% of the vote. And I think, you know what? I think you nailed it, man, because you sold me on it. And I think that, you know, again, I've got as much respect for, you know, for Big Poppy as you do. I, and I remember those talks that we had used to have him on this show about the DH. Well, people, ah, he shouldn't, he just DH. He's not even feeling whatever. And then, of course, the DH, and you get more talks about, hey, the DH could be universal now, American League, nationally. They've had these rumors for years. So to me, I do. You sold me on the fact that you know what, by just nature, oh, and and I think Poppy did it just by who Poppy is. But I think that's where the path that Alex Rodriguez has tried to take with wanting to get in front of the camera, get in bed with ESPN, do their play by play, day J Lo, go to game. I mean, hell, A Rod was just parted at zero degree temperature in Lambeau Field, yeah, and and, and the five yeah. camera. So his he what Poppy pretty much. What he with some bays, yeah, with some bays. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So what Poppy's yeah, yeah. done, they you made know, sure they showed them. <laughs> yeah, they did uh, organically. <laughs> that's kind of a Rod's campaign. Now I do want to dive into Roger Clemens's tweet, but what do you before that? What do you got, Jonas? Yeah, before we leave, uh, David Ortiz, uh, Boston.com wrote this morning because he was yesterday. Uh, Poppy was questioned about, you know, how do you feel about Roger and, and Barry not not making the cut? How do you feel about, or like, um, and, and, and asked about the situation uh, regarding his positive PED test. Mm. But they, they, as they note in their piece, you have to go back to 2016. Rob Manfred said it is entirely possible that David Ortiz uh, did not test, but actually test positive back, back on, on that original report in 2003. So you have a commissioner coming out and say, kind of vindicating and saying, "Hey, this he might not. This could have been a, a different kind of test or whatever he tested for because you don't know what he tested for." Based yeah, on that but you know what? I I want to. So so that's one response. But then when asked about going into the Hall of Fame and knowing that, of course, the overshadowing effect. Like I texted you guys this morning. I mean, the, we've been everybody's been talking for the last forty-eight hours, seventy-two hours about Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds and their opportunity. And not so much about David Ortiz actually getting in narrowly, seventy-seven percent of the of the seventy-five percent required vote. But he said, you know, he told the media yesterday, not having them, Roger and and Barry, uh, join me at this time is something that is hard for me to be, uh, hard for me to believe. To be honest with you, he said those guys did it all. Right. I, back to your point you were trying to do. I'm not that column from Boston. I'm not buying that. I'm going to I stick with what hard because at the end of the day, OK, fine. Even if Manfred's quoted saying that at the end of the day, he was he was in it. He was surrounded. There's a chance that was. And then guys have been penalized just for showing up in reports. In Congress reports, and Fed reports, and investigation reports, yes. outside the line Balco reports, report. yeah. So guys have yeah, been penalized yeah. just for having yeah. their name in the articles. So if there's even like that, that don't that don't get him off the hook for me like that. That doesn't. And I like Big Poppy, but I think Hard is right on that. It's like, hey man, what A Rod is trying to do, and what I've always saw that he was trying to do, 
basically Poppy did it organically because himself, because I have to agree with that. That's basically what that is. Because even, even though I haven't, even doing this for 17 years, uh, you know, having a co former coach that was a seam head, I, I, I pay attention. I've got the MLB package. I don't care consider myself a seam head, but I have a nerve to know. I've gone back and forth before, and I used to be just October fan, but with Barry, it used to, I remember reading what you've been, oh, reporters coming, oh, you got Barry, he's got a leather recliner that takes up two lockers, and you can't get around him until this and this. We've got a story to write, and we're sitting around this guy, and Barry don't want to talk to anybody. We can't, the whole Kent thing, fighting the teammate, Barry's had that yep. stigma yep. on him. In regard, it's the same thing that I'm telling you, two different things, but if you look at it, the guy that we're talking about that's acted a jackass that's lobbying out to J Lamar Jackson and Jim Harbaugh, he's got Hall of Fame numbers. These last two or three years going to cost A.B. the Hall of Fame, period. Right. It's going right. to cost him the Hall of Fame. Time. Yeah. And that's just the era of yeah. what Hard's been saying. Hey, the person, we put writers in that basically hold this stuff over you, the power to pin, the whole deal. But at the end of the day, man, I just feel that, you know, that's uh, that's the first time I've heard somebody have that take about bringing that up. And to me, that's enough to – to to cloud to cloud him not I mean not to keep him out but first shot right first shot you know how hard that is man like they didn't even unanimously vote Ken Griffey Jr. and I thought he was the one that was gonna get that's it. what I'm saying yeah right. yeah like how what do what do, well, what do we do up oh, well, I'm not gonna vote I'm not gonna vote him in because he doesn't need to go in on his first vote yeah. Even Could one person man. held it against Jeter, Stop. right? Don't forget that, too. Yeah. So there was I, one right. Yeah. I slept yeah. on Mario the Sam, man. I, I could have seen. I, it made sense why he was the first unanimous. But uh, Bert the Hard, that was my childhood guy growing up. I think, honestly, if it wasn't being cursed, leaving Seattle and going to Cincinnati, he doesn't have injuries, I think Ken would have been the whole, uh, home run king. I've always said that. Prettiest swing of mine. I had posters of him. But the truth of the matter is, is that I thought he was going to go first ballot. But, again, it goes back to first-time ballot for Ortiz. And you could even see David Ortiz's reaction yesterday when he got the phone call. You, by his reaction, you could tell he was surprised. He was, I mean, right. you know, he was shocked. You know, I mean, I've seen guys get that call from the NFL MVP, and yes, and you know it's coming. You think, like, oh, okay. David Ortiz is like, yo, he scratched off in his three matches, and he's got to go back in the gas station. He's like, hey, I hit the lottery <laughs> ticket, damn it. Damn. And then now you're right. telling me when right. he talks about, well, man, Barry and Roger not going with me. Now that guilt, that's guilt talk setting in like, damn, I'm supposed to, I understand I'm Big Bobby. But you know, Big Poppy. I understand, I'm Big Poppy. But damn, <laughs> I'm going in. I'm going in before. And these guys, it's gonna set in with them. And he's he's in the public eye. He works for Fox. He will be there when the season starts. Fox game of the weekend, World Series. He's gonna have to deal with this. And the question's gonna have to go because that. And it does kind of suck for him that you going in. It's like karma, bad karma all the way. You going in on the day you're gonna get overshadowed. But technically, you should your ass even be going in on the first time ballot. You know, that's kind right. of what I'm saying. And that's the, the one thing I want to leave before we go to break yes. is you sit there and you look at it. And what people need to truly understand, the fellas in the locker room always know. And that's the other part of it as well. True. Because, like I said yesterday, there's a coffee. There used to be a coffee pot that was decaf <laughs> and extra octane. And I, yeah, I went to the extra octane yeah. on, some on some of them late nights. Some of them late nights, I hear you. Listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back.